What's up, everyone? Happy Feel Good Friday. Back with another episode for this podcast. In today's episode, we're going to preview both the Detroit game on Saturday and the Philadelphia game on Sunday and why these are still two pretty big games for the Penguins. I mean, well, at least if, if they really care about who they want to play um, in the playoffs. Overall, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really make too much of a difference, but still, I want to see if that process is there. Plus, go over some practice notes from Friday. All that plus much more coming up for today's episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. You're Locked on Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, happy Feel Good Friday to you all. Welcome back for another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Lone Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So right back at it. I've, I, this is probably one of the first months in a while where, um, at least for all the weekdays, I have not missed an episode yet. Yeah, you know, thank God, you know, nothing, nothing has come up or anything. Um, I'm still prepared to have all five episodes for you all next week and especially um, in the playoffs. I can't believe that this is, you know, this this third season of this show has flown by that quick. You know, three seasons of covering the team for the show. Um, I just, I, I can't believe it. So, um, so let's start today's episode with some practice notes. Good news if you all did not see on social media or didn't get an alert. Jeff Carter, he was at practice, full contact. Mike Seldon said he is fine. He will be in the lineup. I think, you know, if it was not so good news and he was day-to-day or something, it still would not have been it would not have been that bad. Because I I do think someone like Carter could use a rest here down the stretch. I mean, yeah, he has almost 20 goals this year, but I think outside of that, um, he hasn't really been that good. Um, last night with Brian Rust and Jason Zucker um for the game, only three chances for three chances against the expected goals for was in the tank. Um, both those players badly need of getting Malkin back. And of course, Gino will be eligible to play in this game on Saturday, which will allow Carter um, to slide down the lineup. Um, Jason Zucker, he was not at practice. I know some people got a little scared about that, um, but the Penguins, they, they still have this stomach bug going around the room. It's been over a week, uh, basically. Well, they've only played one game now in, in almost a week's time. And the Sonic bug is still there. Jason Zucker has that non-COVID illness. He will be traveling with the team, so he will be a game-time decision for a Saturday and Sunday. He was um, able to play last night. looked pretty good. Obviously got that goal. Um, if he has to set out a game or two due to the illness, it's really not the end of the, end of the world. Though if he is back, now the Penguins will have their first actual lineup decision to make it forward. You know, This will be the first time that the Penguins will be fully healthy at the forward and the defensive spot. So they, they're eligible to roll out both Crosby, Malkin, Carter, and Bluger at center. And then the wingers, they, they can do what they want. Who is going to be the odd man out if Jason Zucker is eligible to play on Saturday if he's feeling better? You know, is it going to be Brian Boyle? Is he going to be someone like Kasperi Kapanen? You know, it's in my opinion, it's one of those two guys. I don't think they're going to scratch Evan Rodriguez, though it would make a little more sense. Uh, it would make a little sense to scratch him too, but I still think it's going to come down to one of Boyle or Kapanen. I did not like Kapanen's game again last night when he had the puck on his stick. Nothing really of value happened. 
Um, you know, we're, we're at the point now where, you know, he, he, he might be the healthy scratch in the playoffs. I would not be surprised if Brian Boyle will have earned a roster spot with a fully, fully, with a full complement of forwards. I do not, I cannot speak today for some reason over someone like Kapanen, even though, you know, Cappy has produced more this year. That's definitely not something I would have said at the beginning of the season. That's for sure that Brian Boyle would potentially have a spot over him in a playoff lineup. You know, Boyle almost had his 11th goal of the season um, against um, the Bruins. Jeremy Swimman had, a, had a, a beautiful save on him from about, you know, five to 10 feet out. So um, it, it'll be, it, this is, this is the time where Mike Sullivan's going to really start to tinker with the lineup. You know, who, who does he want for his game one opening lineup outside of Tristan Jari? If he's not el- el- eligible to play, he has his forwards. He has the defensemen. It's all about finding that right balance. The top six right now is pretty freaking good. You got Gensel, Crosby, Raquel. You know, you got Zucker, Malkin, Brian Russ. Sullivan spoke today um, to the media and said how much that, you know, Gino needs Brian on his line. You know, Rust works with either of the two centers, but I think right now, especially with how Raquel is playing, um, Gino needs Rust a lot more. You know, they, they put up great numbers together. So the second line should be much better this weekend and going forward with Gino coming back again, it'll allow Carter to slide down the lineup, see who he's going to play with and all that. And then the fourth line, you know, with Brock McGinn back, he's playing well, Teddy Bluger, you know, whatever you want to do with Rodriguez, Kapanen, and Hein and Brian Boyle. Um, you know, this, this, this team is very deep. Um, I'm happy that we can hopefully finally see the full complement of forwards for the first time all year. It's going to take until game 79 or 80, hell, or maybe even 81 if Zucker's not able to play one of these two games, or either one of these two games, to finally see the team have 12 healthy forwards. It's it's crazy that it's taken this long. And six healthy defensemen. You know, it's Pedersen um, looks like he he's potentially going to win the job. Right now, I thought he had a good game against Boston. I think they're going to ride with him going to this weekend's worth of games. Um, it looked like he... At practice day, he was on his usual pair with John Marino. So um, I think the coaching staff has wanted Pedersen to win that job. Um, that's just me speculating. Um, I think, though, they were kind of testing it a, a little bit, obviously, with putting Mark Freeman in there over him. Should I say, hey, you know, if you don't pick your game up, we are more than capable of putting someone like Freeman in there because, you know, he's good offensively, can play fine defense. But, you know, I, I do think they, in a perfect world, which is hopefully what we're seeing right now, they want to see Pedersen in his usual spot. And I do think he's going to win that job uh, come playoff time. As for goaltenders who starts this weekend, you know, I, I, I always have 50, 50 shots with these, but I always somehow screw these up. I don't know why. So if you don't pay any attention to these, I totally understand. If I had to make a wager though, I would guess Casey DeSmith gets the Saturday game against the Red Wings just because they're better. And I think Louis Domingo's on Sunday against the Flyers. That's how I see, you know, they want to work up to Smith's workload a little bit um, heading into the playoffs, you know, see if he can, you know, continue this really good hot stretch of games, you know, because you know, there, there were some in- interesting stats that I saw here um, today about Casey DeSmith. I think um, D- Danny Shirey of DK Pittsburgh Sports um, put up some numbers that I, I honestly, you know, I, I was not really too much aware of how good, um, he's been, you know, since January 28th, Casey DeSmith, 14 games played, 932 save percentage, has saved almost six goals above expected. Tristan Jari during that time, 909 save percentage, 
um, uh, has also given up six goals above expected. So um, again, I think part of that has been due to Tristan, you know, not just regressing, but having too much of a workload. But when DeSmith has been called upon, he's been really freaking good. I know I, I read this today from Adam Gretz, you know, since the beginning of April, DeSmith has a 940 save percentage. Since the beginning of March, you know, he's at 930, 932. Um, he keeps up this level of play, especially from last night against Boston. I, I'll say it again. The Penguins can win a series or win some playoff games until Tristan is ready to go. I know a broken bone in a foot can sometimes take a little longer than expected. You know, I, th- I think from what I looked up, it's like a four to six week injury, though. I'm not a doctor. I don't know how severe it is and stuff like that. But, you know, that's potentially the timeline of what we're looking at right here. So, you know, do that with you wish a full uh, playoff series, seven games is two weeks. So when the playoffs start, it'll be two and a half weeks from when he got hurt, two weeks, four and a half weeks. So it'll be right around the time where he's potentially ready to come back. But again, you know, the Smith, you know, this was hopefully the start of him, you know, just put, keeping putting together some good performances and, you know, I guess getting some more of the fan base on his side going into the playoffs where it looks like he is going to be the starter, um, you know, at, at least in my opinion. So, again, I would guess Saturday I would go to Smith. Sunday I would go to Ming. Both of these teams stink, but, you know, the Flyers I think are um, way worse right now than the Red Wings. And, you know, if you if you can't beat basically the, the, the C to D level version of the Flyers, um, w- w- what are you doing here, um, basically? But coming up in the next segment, we're going to preview the game against the Detroit Red Wings. And then the third segment, we're going to preview the game against the Philadelphia Flyers. Before we get to that, though, um, have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallow, they're not just protein bar. They are a treat and they're covered in 100%. Real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They are all so good. These are going to be your new favorite, most likely. Also, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. The Puffs are included with those. You can go to Built.com and scroll out into the macros chart. You will be blown away by what you see. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, we're back here in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow this show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So third and final meeting against the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday, 12.30 p.m. start, NHL Network. Um, so I'm going to have to find a stream for that. ESPN Plus, if the game is on NHL Network, you cannot watch on ESPN Plus. Um, so a little bit of an early start date. Penguins sometimes play bad in afternoon games, but... You know, this is a very winnable game. The Red Wings, they're not good, and neither are the Flyers. But but I, I'll put this out here right now. While these are very winnable games, and we should expect the Penguins to win them, hopefully, knocking on wood, hopefully they're able to sweep this, that does not mean that these wins are a given. They're trap games. The Red Wings and the Flyers, they're going to play like their season is on the line. You know, they, they have nothing to lose in these games. Sure, the season for them is over in a week. You know, maybe they're going to mail it in. I doubt it, but, you know, they're going up against a playoff team. They want to show what they can do going into next year. You know, some of these players are fighting for jobs on the NHL roster next year. So, you know, these are not going to be just, you know, gimme games for the Penguins. You know, I shouldn't say a desperate team. You know, a team that has nothing to play for is sometimes the most dangerous. 
So Penguins are still going to have to bring their A game if they want to win these games. Um, so there will be no Dylan Larkin again. Um, he had core muscle surgery eight to ten weeks. It looks like Philip Zadina may not be able to play as well. Top line, Tyler Bertuzzi with Lucas Raymond. Raymond is going to be a flat-out stud. Love watching him. He's been one of their best players this year. Jacob Verana is on the second line with Pius Suter and Sam Gagne. Um, Oscar Sundquist, former Penguin, on the third line with Adam Ernie. Um, and then defensively, obviously, Mo Sider is the guy you want to watch out for. He is going to be um, one of the best defensemen in the league very soon. Um, in my opinion, I'd probably give him my Calder vote. Um, if I had a vote for the PHWA chapter, um, you know, he's he's already one heck of a player as a rookie, and he's going to continue to be like this. Um, you know, I, I remember there were some people coming out about him saying that he's only going to be a defensive defenseman. Um, his offensive ability has just skyrocketed um, this season. Uh, he is a joy to watch. Um, I know the Red Wings are not good, and they still, I think, have a long rebuild ahead of them. I'm curious to see what Steve Eisenman does for that team over the offseason. You know, does he go out and make a splash? I think I think that's you know, we'll see. You know, is is this the time? Because the Red Wings at the beginning of the season, this was a pretty decent team. You know, they were in a playoff spot. You know, there was talk. I think about a month and a half to two months ago that they were they were trying. They were saying like, oh yeah, we're gonna chase down Boston. We're gonna chase down Washington. All these teams, and then they just went on that massive losing streak. And I'm like, yeah. So about that, you you they, they had no chance of chasing down either of those two teams. There's just there's not enough talent on the roster. Um, for them at this point. Red Wings, they've lost um, six of the last 10, one in a row, 30 and 38 and 10 overall this year. Other defensemen, um, Philip Heronik, Mark Stahl, Danny DeKaiser. I still cannot believe Danny DeKaiser um, <clears throat> is on that team at this point. Um, Alex Ndelkovich, I would expect to get the start. Thomas Price is his backup. And Ndelkovich, uh, he, he got lit the hell up. Obviously, last time when these two teams played, the Penguins put up 11 goals. That was the first time um, uh, a team has scored 11 goals in the salary cap era. First, first time the Penguins have scored 10 plus goals in the game since uh, 2012. And that game four Penguins Flyers series when Jordan Stahl had a hat trick. Um, and that was when they chased um, both. Uh, they chased Ilya Brzgalov and then Sergei Barovsky came in and he just got let the hell up. So for the Penguins to win this game, you no, know, just they just got to do what they did against the Bruins. Hopefully not as many shots on net, though if there are a lot of shots you know, keep the Red Wings to the perimeter. You know, they, they still have some decent forwards. Again, Tyler Bertuzzi is a very good finisher. Jacob Verona is very underrated. Lucas Raymond is good. Pius Suter, you know, their bottom six is, you know, filled with, I guess, NHL tweeners. But the players that I just named, they can definitely put the puck in the back of the net, and the Penguins will have to be very aware of them when they are on the ice. Again, I understand the Red Wings are not good, but that doesn't mean that this win is a gimme for them. The Penguins are going to have to go out there and take it. Um, if they want to get a top three spot in the Metro and, you know, they, they keep speaking about how they want to end the regular season on a high note, these final five games mean a lot to them. You know, I, I guess that in a way they kind of do want to get that uh, number three spot, even though they can't get number one and number two, the, the Hurricanes and the Rangers clinched those two spots last night, though, you know, whoever's going to win the Metropolitan Division, you know, that remains to be seen. At this point, Penguins, you know, they got to play well defensively, got to continue to get good goaltending. Um, the vibe check is obviously going to be there too. Now, even if they, I think, do bring a B effort, that's probably going to be enough to beat the Red Wings. But, you know, you, you don't want to have a total no-show against a team like this, you know, especially with the Capitals still breathing down your neck. As I am recording this right now, it is about 5.15 on a Friday afternoon. 
Penguins are two points clear of the Capitals. Washington doesn't have a game in hand. They play on Friday night against the Arizona Coyotes. If they win that, <clears throat> excuse me, Penguins will still have the tiebreaker over them. They will have three more regulation overtime wins over them. And both teams will have four games left. So um, if the two teams tie at the end of the season, um, the Penguins are still likely to win that tiebreaker. Honestly, think of it as the Penguins having a three-point lead right now because right now the Penguins, even with the Capitals having a game in hand, they have four more regulation slash overtime wins against them. That's the second tiebreaker. So with five games left, they basically got to win all five uh, to take them in the tiebreaker there. If the Penguins just win one of those games and they tie at the end of the season, the Penguins will get that number three spot in the Metro and they will play either Carolina or New York, whoever does not win the Metropolitan Division. So just wanted to throw that out there for you all. Now, if Washington obviously does um, pass the Penguins, the Penguins will either get wild card one or wild card two, depending on what happens with Boston. They're tied with the Bruins right now. Um, Points-wise, obviously they're in a different division, but the Bruins still have a game in hand. But, you know, f- third and final time against the Red Wings, the Little Caesars Arena. It's a much better arena than the Joe. Uh, the Joe just turned into such a dump over the years. I remember when I was watching the games when, I was like 16, 17, 18, hell, even before that, these people would all, you would always see the people stand up and they would be blocking the view. Uh, Similarly, like Iceberg was during the game last night. I I know you all saw that if you were watching the game, Uh, just Iceberg being a total, total schmuck, I think is the word to use. Um, Just standing in the railway, blocking all the fans view of the game, especially on TV. And I'm like, dude, Get the heck out of the way. Um, it was like that on steroids at the show. So I'm very glad that they have a new arena there. But, you know, that's all I think I have to say about the Red Wings at this point. You know, their underlying numbers, they're not pretty. You know, they only have 46% of the expected goals at even strength, 44% of the actual goals at even strength. They have a minus 39 goal differential, um, you know, goaltending wise this year and you know goals for per 60 2.36 for that goals against per 60 they almost allow three a game um and if i can actually find the goaltending here um yeah uh not 909 goaltending this year so that's honestly it's not super terrible but it's also you know it's it, it's all right oh my guess the penguins they, they should still be able to score i think in this game i, I don't think nadelkovic or thomas grice are that good so that wraps up this preview segment for the game against Detroit. Coming up in the final segment, we are going to preview the game against the Philadelphia Flyers. Before we get to that, though, let's talk about Bet Online. It's your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Is BetOnline where the game starts? All right. I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So, Final meeting against the Flyers. The Penguins have won the, the first three meetings against Philadelphia. Um, this will, If they were to sweep the Flyers, that would be the first time they've gotten a season series sweep against them uh, in over a decade. Um, they, For as long as I have been watching this team, um, they have not swept them in a regular season series. Um, at least when I was doing a little bit of research, um, this is a team, this is a series that usually goes back and forth. Um, it is a very rare occurrence to see the Penguins 
um, potentially sweep their cross-state rival. But the Penguins will have that opportunity on Sunday. That's a 4 o'clock start time for you all. Nationally televised game on TNT. Um, not really sure which team is going to be covering it, if it's Brendan Burke and Darren Pang or if it's, you know, um, Kenny Albert, um, Keith Jones, and, and those guys. But so for Philadelphia this year, um, you know, it's just – it has been a year from hell for the Flyers. I mean, this is a this is a brutal team that have a lot of questions to answer going into next year. Um, right now, um, it does not even look like that Carter Hart um, is going to be in the lineup for that game. Um, at least when I look at left wing walk, uh, Martin Jones is their starter with Felix Sandstrom um, as the backup goaltender. Um, obviously, they've had no Ryan Ellis all year. Claude Giroux is in Florida. Sean Couturier is out for the year. Kim Atkinson's been banged up. I think um, this lineup was, as of yesterday, the pregame warmup. Um, yeah, Atkinson was not playing at all. Their lines right now, Scott Lawton with Kevin Hayes and Travis Konechny. James Van Riesdijk, Joel Farabee on the second line, Morgan Frost with Owen Tippett on the third line, and then Oscar Lindbaum on the fourth line with a couple other tweeners. Ivan Provrov on defense, Travis Sandheim on the second pair, and Keith Yandel is still down there. Um, Riston Line is also not in the lineup. Uh, this has just been a, you know, the, the, there are players on this team that I have no clue who they are. You know, one of them at least, you know, one of them is named um, Bobby Brink is apparently a top six winger right now for the Philadelphia Flyers. There's also someone named Noah Cates in their bottom six. There is, let me see if I can click this guy's name, Zach McElwin. Um, There are three players right now who I have absolutely no clue who they are. They have a player that's playing on the top pairing named um, Ronnie Attard. I, I, I literally have no clue who that guy is. That just goes to show how brutal of a season has been there. In Philadelphia, you know, you look at their underlying numbers this year. If I can scroll back here on Money Puck, um, 46% of the expected goals, 46% of the actual goals, minus 27 goal differential. Um, Goaltending wise, if I can go here, um, 9 12, so a little bit better than the Detroit Red Wings, though, for goals per game. If I can get to that real quick, two goals per six, uh, 2.43, excuse me, goals per 60, um, two almost three goals against. Per 60, so not the greatest numbers there. Um, th- th- this game should be a bit easier for the Penguins to win, though I, I should be cautious of saying that because they will. this will be the second of the back-to-back and we'll have just played the game 24 hours before. Uh, I'm also going to look to see if the, if the Flyers are – I'm making sure that if they're playing on Saturday. Give me a second here. Um, Philadelphia actually just beat the Canadians on Thursday. Um, they're not playing tonight. They – no, they, so they, yeah, they do not play on Saturday. So yeah, I, I would assume that Martin Jones will be the star there, unless you know Carter Hart comes back from injury. But I don't think that's going to happen um, right now. It's just you know it is it is very weird to see the, the cross state rival team this bad. Um, so overall, that should be a very winnable game for the Penguins. Um, there's honestly really no excuse to lose that game against the Flyers. Now this team all year. Um, they have 24 wins. They have 54 losses. They've also lost seven of their last 10 games. They're, they're on, they've on a one-game winning streak, but again, they, they took down the Montreal Canadiens during that time, a team that's you know actually basically worse than them um, at this point. So a very hopefully good weekend coming up here for the Penguins. If they're able to win these two games, they will um, strengthen their hold on third place in the Metropolitan Division and make it that much harder 
for the Washington Capitals to catch them because after this game for Friday night against for the Capitals against Arizona, they will play the Maple Leafs. Then they have the home and home versus the Islanders. And then they have a, a date with the New York Rangers to end the season. Um, that, that game could mean a lot for the Rangers because they're still chasing down the Carolina Hurricanes. Rangers and Hurricanes will also play each other on Tuesday of next week. That could very well decide who wins the Metropolitan Division. It's going to come down to the wire. We're not going to know who the Penguins will play in the playoffs until next Friday. I mean, that's just that's the reality of the situation right now. There's one matchup that is locked in. The Minnesota Wild will play the St. Louis Blues. That is going to be a popcorn filled series. I will gladly stay on my couch and drink all the beers and eat a lot of popcorn watching those two teams go at it. Those two teams just cannot stand each other. So two big games for the Penguins this weekend. See what that, what happens with them. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of this podcast. And, you know, honestly, with four games left, just want to say thank you so much to you all for, you know, the continued support of this podcast. We're almost wrapping up season three, going into the playoffs. Let's hope for a long run here. You know, for us, you know, I've been doing this podcast for the last couple of years for playoff runs, and you know, each time they have they have fallen flat on their faces. So I'm hoping that maybe this year is the year that they go on a little bit of a deeper run. I'm crossing my fingers so I can continue to deliver, you know, that top-notch penguins content for you all. So I just want to say thank you all so much for continuing to support the show throughout the season. I very much appreciate it. I'll be back with five more episodes starting on Monday of next week. We're going to recap the games against Detroit and Philadelphia. We'll see what happens for that. Hope you all have a wonderful spring weekend. The playoffs are about a week and a half away. I can't wait. The weather's beautiful. Um, it's, you know, I, I love this time of year. Uh, it's, it's the absolute best. So hope you all have a great rest of your Friday. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll talk with you all on Monday.